0: Hey everybody, it's Father Edward Looney here, the host of How They Love Mary. When I was a teenager, I read True Devotion to Mary by St. Louis de Montfort. And when I say read, I mean, I read the words on the page, but I didn't understand every word he was trying to say. As a priest and a Marian theologian, many people have asked me to clarify the teachings of St. Louis de Montfort from True Devotion to Mary. I'm happy to share that I have released a new book with Ave Maria Press, ...called Behold the Handmaid of the Lord, a 10-day personal retreat with St. Louis de Montfort's true devotion to Mary. This book explains the basic teachings of this great Marian saint and writer... ...and helps us to understand what he's trying to teach and to know the person of Mary better. Before you consecrate yourself to Jesus through Mary with St. Louis de Montfort's method... Learn his theology with this new book. You can buy it at AveMariaPress.com. And when you do so, you'll save when you use the code BEHOLD at checkout. Hello, my name is Father Edward Looney, and you are listening to the podcast, How They Love Mary, a podcast that I hope will either be the beginning or the deepening of your Marian devotion. If you follow Catholic art, if you know a little bit about purgatory, if you combine the two, sometimes we see images of Our Lady of Mount Carmel and how she descends into purgatory and brings souls into eternal life. Purgatory, of course, being a place of purification that one goes after death before being admitted into the heavenly kingdom. And so today, I'm happy to be speaking about the idea of purgatory, but especially a Marian shrine dedicated to praying for the dead. This shrine is located in France, and today, Martin Curvussier joins me from the shrine of Notre Dame de Montelégion, And I probably slaughtered that, so she will correct me on the pronunciation there. But happy to have this conversation to share with you this story about a shrine in France that perhaps is unknown to Americans especially, and how that shrine then can impact our own life, our own prayer, our devotion, how we can really be connected to a shrine all the way in France. Here in the United States, there are lots of Marian shrines, and there are probably shrines you've never heard of or never have visited, much like maybe the French people could say about this shrine. So Martine is the International Development and English-speaking Missions Assistant for the shrine there in France, and she joins me now. So welcome to How They Love, Mary.
1: Oh, thank you ever so much, Brother Edward. So nice to hear from you. Um Thank you for having me and inviting us to talk about our wonderful shrine. It is, in fact, uh, very special because, uh, well, it's unique in the world in as much as it's the world center of prayer for the dead. Um, in fact, you mentioned that it might not ring a bell in the American people's uh, conscious, Well, in fact, awareness, they might be aware of it somehow because... Uh, let it be known that it there was in the past uh, an awful lot of people in the USA and North America who were very, very much aware of this tiny shrine in France in Normandy, and uh, and unfortunately over the years uh, the relationships kind of, um, you know, kind of turned down because of various uh, situation here at the shrine, and especially that non-English speakers, of course, doesn't help to have, uh, to entertain uh, relationships in English. But anyway, um, here we are in this tiny part of France, tiny village. It has remained a tiny village. It's only uh, about uh, 700 inhabitants. And um, uh, the, 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 the great thing about it is that in the later part of the 19th century, um, the priest, the diocesan priest who was uh, uh, sent to this village to be the uh, the pastor of the village, uh, Father uh, Paul Joseph Buguet, was sent to this place called La Chapelle mont-ligeon So um, and he was a, a, a man who, in fact, was already touched in his own life by poverty, extreme poverty. I wouldn't say extreme, extreme, but still, his parents were very uh, poor. And uh, he had one brother. And when he grew up, it was very, very uh, a very difficult situation at home. So, in fact, he had known um, himself in his own flesh, poverty, and was very aware and um, of um, of what people had to go through, you know, to survive and to uh, to bring up their children. And he found this village, which was um, completely uh, uh, almost um, not derelict, but in a way, uh, the people who were workers, uh, men and young people who were uh, healthy enough to be workers could uh, just left and they would leave uh, the village to go and their families to go and find work and seek work uh, anywhere they could. And they would go to faraway places sometimes. But anyway, so he found he he had to do something for his impoverished uh, parishioners. And um, very soon, in fact, in a very few years after he got here in this village, he, had, uh, he, had, he, he tried his hand at several little enterprises that f- fell through glo- glove weaving and stuff like that. Um, because, uh, in fact, what happened is this br- he had his, his brother, one brother, and his brother, August, was married and had two children, and uh, he, was, uh, he got crushed to death while he was ringing the bell at the parish of Our Lady, in the nearby town, and that really, obviously, deeply affected uh, Father Bigay, because uh, his brother had been crushed to death but was not prepared, and and that really brought back the question of what, how do souls, do, do, what happens to souls who haven't had time to prepare uh, for passing away? and um and then uh, subsequently to the death of his brother uh his two nieces both died within the the, you know a very short while afterward after the death of their own father so obviously it was um it brought back to um to him all these uh questions and um, at the same time in france uh, he was interested in he heard about um a new kind of, re, well, uh, revival in, in, in devotion to souls. And he had heard of uh, an association somewhere in the south of France uh, by a priest who had developed something. And 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 anyway, to cut a long story short, in fact, he really was very much um, in, in, inspired by uh, celebrating mass, Christmas, Day, on Mondays, especially at the at the parish church, this beautiful uh, 11th century church we have still in the parish, um, he was celebrating mass for the deceased, and 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 um, and that was pretty amazing, because. Um, he 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 really sought to engage people to pray for for souls and and uh and, and he went and, and he would talk to people and, and little by little in fact he, he really uh, created and established this, this work that became the called the opus of the uh, expiatory expiatory work. Um, I don't know, uh, you see we, we, we've heard we everybody's heard here of uh, of this um, incredible uh, fact that one day appeared uh, out of nowhere, a lady, a woman that nobody knew in the village, and 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 you do realize, as you as you do realize, that in, in small villages everybody knows about everybody else's, <laughs> and this lady had appeared. She, and she wore she wore um she was dressed like in in, in the fashion of the people at the time, uh, rather humble uh, outfit, and a veil on her head. And uh, she sat in the um and you know, in one of them, she's on in the church, in the parish church. and 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 she in fact, she had, she was seen by, by by several parishioners, and she remained there and she prayed for a long time, and and then she left, and she apparently thanked the priest, or um, or, or or it is said that she told the sacristan to thank the priest for doing such a good uh, good work, a good uh, charitable endeavour in 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 uh, celebrating mass for the. The souls, the holy souls, are um, on in purgatory on Mondays, and um, and then many people watched her come, and then all of a sudden, on the main street, she, I mean the main street is a tiny street, but as they are in the main street of the village, she all of a sudden disappeared, and nobody saw where she went, and it was not she could not be seen from any uh, other any any ways, so and she never came back, so. Some people said it was the, um, um, you know, our blessed mother. Um, anyway, that Father brigade never himself um, tend to to recuperate this or do anything about to have it acknowledged that it was. But in any case, that even more, um, you know, helped him to 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 confirm that the inspiration he had to create establish this association for people to pray uh, for the um, for the holy souls then then he started this um, tiny tiny um, charitable work that developed uh, far 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 more quickly than he thought and he initiated it for in a matter of few years you know it developed uh, throughout france and let us consider that at the time, you know, traveling was not that easy throughout France and in, uh, in Europe. And then uh, he even traveled. That's when it, it would be interesting for your uh, listeners too, that he traveled to, the no- to North America and to the USA. And just alone in, in, um, in the USA, he visited no less than 32 cities, major cities. So he didn't speak any language other than French. But he was accompanied by um, a priest from um, his uh, younger days when he was a, a seminarist, a seminarian, and who was English, an English speaker, so a Catholic English priest. So, uh, so they traveled to the USA in 1897. That's uh, amazing, you know. And um, anyway, so he uh, talked and gave conferences um, on... Um, Conferences uh, um, in uh, in uh, de- de- various parts of the USA where he, va- he was invited, so um, major parts of the USA, and um, New York, Washington, Baltimore, Philadelphia, Atlanta. I mean, many places, and then uh, his his work developed a, a great deal. So. Um, uh, I don't know uh, if I carry on about the um, the opus or if you have any questions that you would like to, to ask me.
0: Sure. So this is located in France, and I see from the website that uh, you're 93 miles from Paris, in the Diocese of Seas in Normandy, and so what other villages might be nearby if someone's going to France? Like I've been to France a number of times, and I drove to Le Sue, which is close to Normandy. How far are you from Le Sue, then?
1: Well, in fact, that's that's very interesting because the, the diocese we are in, uh, that's called say, okay, and say. Uh, we are very f- close to, uh, less than forty minutes drive for, uh, to Alençon, and Alençon is the birth place of uh, the little flower fra- of, of Saint Teresa Olivier. That's birth- her birth place. She was born there. Her parents got met and married in Alençon, so it's only uh, you know a stone throw from here, and and she lived there with her with her, uh, with her parents and her family for a long time, uh, Alençon, it's it's not a very big city, okay. it's known for that. Uh, it was prior to uh-huh. So when people and then we are people from America. Of course, it's tiny, and we are in a small, remote place. But it's uh, two hours drive from Paris. We are in a place you know, it's it's easy reach within from Paris. We are not very far, of course, from the uh, um, and you know the 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 Normandy beaches, of course, Um, and then um, the um, the great the great. interest of this place is that it's it's the the only one you know it's the only one uh shrine for of prayer for the deceased and people who come here are very much um coming because either they just come by chance and then and then uh, only uh, two, 10 days ago uh, yeah two weeks ago I met uh, a couple of Scottish people who were coming back from a vacation in, in by um, with a camping car and they just uh, co- turning around the corner of the street they, um, uh, they found this huge cathedral and they said what's this cathedral out of the fields you know there's you're you're so far away, removed from anywhere, and so they come and they came and stopped, and I happened to, to to meet them. But normally, people who come and intend to come and stay here, they come because they are either in bereavement. Uh, some of them uh, are uh, are have, have been coming for years because um, people have left. Um, you know, they've lost somebody in their life who was very close, a family member. Uh, A lot of people come also because, unfortunately, um, you know, like anywhere else in the world, we have a number of people who, who... who um, who who die of of uh, uh, because they commit suicide and and then parents come and or they have lost a, a child uh, things are crazy you know something some of their life stories are are amazing that we receive people who are very much in suffering and they come to find peace and to hear a bit more some of them and some of them are not even believers you know not and they want to hear what we have to say. You know, uh, because they have heard of some of them have heard of Christian hope and what is it all about? Communion of saints, what is it that about? What can it help? How can it help me? Um, some people come because they also, uh, as I said, they, they are in bereavement and they want to, to 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 find peace and and also to talk to a priest or to find uh, uh, you know compassion and come you know and be and a way of consolation, and comfort you know.
0: I was going to say that it must be a very special ministry. And I was thinking of the fact that there are lots of people that probably go there and they might not necessarily believe in our Catholic faith or they haven't been practicing for a long time. But sometimes you can be the gateway then, the beginning of these people coming back to the faith as they discover that as you mentioned, Christian hope of eternal life as they learn about praying for the dead and encountering the Lord's presence. And Our Lady, especially, too, at this shrine, can just be one of those ways or catalysts that people yeah. come back to belief. And I'm sure there's been many a conversion and, and the dead of course are very grateful for that. They are there entrusting them uh, to the merciful heart of Jesus and, and to our lady and asking uh, for prayers for their dead. And so it must be a very special ministry for the priests. And I noticed that the community of St. Martin is there at the shrine uh, of Our Lady of Monte and, and so I'm just wondering, how did they come to the shrine and did they have a special charism that really uh, assisted them in, in coming to the shrine and, and such?
1: Well, uh, as a matter of fact, it's uh, traditionally now, it has been for for several years that the, uh, the uh, bishop, our, our Bishop has been entrusting the the shrine to to the the, 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 the fathers of the community of Saint Martin. Um, in fact, I, 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 I guess that um, uh, I, I here you ask me a question I cannot for sure I, I'm not hundred percent sure. I don't know so much of the background of their of their coming sure. but I know that in France they have been entrusted. In many dioceses, uh, with uh, with shrines, and uh, so uh, some of them are working, uh, uh, helping shrines re-relive and and you know revival. But um, as far as here is concerned, of course, we uh, as you rightly mentioned, you know, of course they ha- they 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 also have a, a special. Um, Um, training in a way, like the sisters, also the nuns, they are, uh, uh, you know, supported with the the help of nuns here who have been, uh, it's a new community that uh, started over 30 years ago, and they have been attached to this shrine and uh, and under the the protection of our uh, uh, pastor, um, Bishop, And they are really very much trained with, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, comforting people, listening and guiding, guidance, and they help each other very much because some people come. Um, and they don't want to, to, to talk to man, they want to talk to a woman. Some others want to talk to a, a nun because they don't want to talk to a priest because they don't feel like uh, they do, they're they not at ease because, as you rightly said, some people are so far away from, from the faith and our faith, they, they they don't see how they could meet a priest to start with. So it's all a mixture and and everything is, is, is done in a way so that people who are coming searching they search for something they are searching for peace for healing for comfort for uh, for uh, understanding for also trying to find also uh, how a tragedy could happen to them and why it should happen and of course as you know as, you, as a priest yourself you know there's so many questions that cannot be humanly answered but what they find is a person the person that welcomes them first out Uh, before anybody else is Our Lady. You see, so many people have witnessed to the fact that Our Lady understands them, uh, arms are open, and and there's a peace. There's a special grace to this um, uh, shrine that is attached and people witness to is the grace of peace. In a peace that they come in, sometimes they come in in sheer um, anger. I've met a woman. She was English, and I met her because uh, uh, she had to speak to somebody in English. and And uh, she lives in France. But and 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 the way she spoke was incredible. She was so angry at God, and she was a Catholic. Um, but it was very interesting because then I could, of course, uh, after first talking with her, and and, and I could uh, ask her, if she was. Prepared, she would be prepared in um, in a way, in a while to meet with her, 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 one of the chaplain priests. And finally, she first said no, she didn't want to. And then, after a while, she did. And it was she has now become uh, a friend, a friend of the shrine. And she comes there every very regularly. And uh, and and she she is to me um, she represents people who, no matter whether I think at one point in your life when you you, you go through such a tragedy. Um, you 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 lose all of a sudden, you're under so much shock. Uh, you when you you lose somebody you love so much, you lose, um, if, especially when you're not prepared. Uh, in her care, she was not she, she was not prepared, and. Um, in fact, because I've been through that myself uh, with one of my, well, my brother, uh, my oldest brother. And it was, you know, he was going to be 33 and he was, he was, you know, an accident. And he, he was the only person who was killed, who got killed. And it, he was a young father. He had a baby of nine months old. And it was, a, it just shattered, shattered our whole life. Uh, and, and, and people do come with a, a shattered life, you know, and, and they say, okay, uh, tell me, tell me something I can trust, somebody I can trust. Trust. They just have to w- watch our Lord Jesus on the, on the cross. Some of them just can't bear to look at the cross, so they look toward Our Lady, and vice versa, because Our Lady cannot be Our Lady if she doesn't show and point to her son. So things happen here, which are, only the priest could tell. Uh, and, and then, of course, this is a a great um, a great mission. There's a great. Uh, it's so important, and um, they, they come also asking about Christian hope. They have heard of Christian hope because uh, in our world people are, as a matter of fact, they are uh, uh, they are being told um, by so many um, ways and medias. There's they can achieve by themselves happiness uh, with all the uh, all, all the different. Uh, ways of coaching, self-coaching and self, um, you know, evasion uh, in, in, in different uh, faith and, and creed and all this. But they cannot be at peace. They don't find it. Some people have tried uh, many other ways. And then there's something about the Christian message and our Catholic faith, because hope and belief in in life after death, of course, and resurrection, that really touches them and somehow it opens gates, you know.
0: One of the things you mentioned was the individual who came to the shrine, you spoke with that person, and then you described them as a friend of the shrine and a person that comes there with regularity now and... In my own work in shrines that I've been involved with and my visits to shrines I've visited, you know, a great number of Marian shrines all throughout the world whether they're apparition sites or obscure devotional shrines like yours um and what I notice is that sometimes there's the regular people and I remember a time when I was in Belgium I was visiting a basilica Notre Dame de Bon Secours I was doing some research on this devotion to our lady of good help and and I remember just sitting in the church, and it was a Gothic church. It was a big church that, you know, it definitely probably didn't need to be that big anymore. But this was the church that was built. And here comes an older gentleman. He's walking. He, he's walking with his cane. He goes up to the devotional area where Our Lady is. And so he prays probably a Hail Mary or, or some prayer like that. And then he simply walks out the door. And I was just kind of mesmerized by the fact of this man's devotion. Maybe he's a neighbor or someone who lives in town. And perhaps every day he goes there and he prays and he asks Our Lady's intercession. And then you have a person like me at that Basilica of Notre Dame de Bon Secours that is just there because I was doing research. I'm devoted to Our Lady. And so I have a curiosity And I guess, you know, where I'm going with this is, um, tell me about, you know, the pilgrims that come to the shrine. So do you welcome a large number of American pilgrims when they come? Uh, When they visit the sites of, of France, do they make a point to come to your shrine? Or Uh, How do people from France and the surrounding region, do they come on pilgrimage there? What's the normal pilgrimage look like for an individual to your shrine?
1: Well, now, um, there are different uh, ways of coming as a pilgrim to our village, to our uh, shrine. In fact, um, we have throughout the year, it's open uh, three, three, six, five days a year throughout the year we have several sessions and uh, retreats and 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 you know high high times this tr- the, the most important time of the year as far as our shrine is concerned is definitely the month of november because november being of course you know associated with uh, uh with um, the um, the holy souls and and praying for the souls and um but this is a whole of november throughout the, the rest of the year we, we have pilgrimage i mean things have changed a lot lately because of the two past years of of the, because of the pandemic so obviously we've been like many places it has been closed uh we couldn't receive people we couldn't even work here for 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 months it was it was uh, it has been a really tough tough time for like for anybody else around the globe but uh people normally used to come and come for um for various um pilgrimage they come mainly in november so we we, we receive hundreds and hundreds of people in, in, in thousands of people normally in normal times it comes uh, they can come in uh, hundreds of them uh, uh, throughout one day a uh, whole weekend some of them stay more some of them just come back throughout the whole month of november and uh, then apart from November we have sessions for um for example because people have been asking uh they've turned to the Catholic faith saying I'm a Catholic I'm suffering for example I'm experiencing distress at work uh where can I find a help and and, and reflection to help me with uh with that but also from a, a Catholic standpoint so little by little uh, our shrine has organized, special sessions for people distressed, uh, uh, experiencing distress at work. And they still go on. Um, and then we have uh, special sessions. And uh, so pilgrim, pilgrims come on for a for, uh, uh, they are pilgrims in a way, and they come for a retreat on a, a special, specific theme. So it can be, um, as we said, you know, a, a lot is, is uh, to do with um, retreats for, for bereaved people. But we also have um, a special session for people who have lost a, a young child. And we have within the Basilica, there is a chapel for uh, uh, unborn children. And um, this little chapel for the little uh, deceased um is uh, is it touches an awful lot of people who just come by, pass by on a Sunday ast- afternoon, they stroll, they take the car, they go for a ride, and they end up passing in this beautiful little village in the middle of, 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 of you know the, the, the valleys, and they stop and see this basilica and they walk, walk through, and all of a sudden they are confronted to this chapel. Um there was a, a lady not so long ago that told me. In fact, she um, she had um, driven. She she's she uh, she's from the Reunion, Reunion Island, and uh, she's in France for uh, she studies. So she's a young woman, and she happened to be on a vacation. And she drove from Paris with a car, and she was just taking a a long drive, not knowing really. She didn't intend at all to come to to our place. But anyway, she told me she had arrived uh, because she got lost. Uh, GPS didn't work. She got lost. And she said, but I tell you, I can tell you, this was not uh, at all. It was providential. She came to the shrine because she, again, she saw by, from the road, this huge uh, basilica, this church so she thought oh i'll come and stop because she she is a catholic and so she um, entered and visited and then she um she discovered the little um, the little chapel and she was touched in fact she um she came to our desk and asked to register uh if she could register a child who who had been an unborn child uh who was an unborn child and her unborn child and she was a, a and uh, that that day it was I at the desk who could answer her, and we talked. And she she said, "You know, it's very strange. I feel I was called here, because so she explained that she was she she didn't intend to come at all on the you know by but with a car she just." lost her direction she didn't know where she was then she found herself going to a place called and she said that rang a bell and she remembered that her grandmother who was already dead her grandmother when she was a child the grandmother had had enrolled every single grandchildren of hers into the fraternity of our lady of monijon and she would every so often when they were tiny she remembered that when they were small she would ask them to pray this prayer to Our Lady of Monizon and uh, she would make them pray the rosary with her for the Holy Souls and she said, and here am am I today and I haven't been thinking about all that for so many years and here I am today and now I realize that I had a miscarriage and I need also to name my child and to maybe enroll him can you imagine, that was just incredible, yeah
0: Wow. And you have these profound experiences that people have when they come to a shrine like this. And, you know, it's for me, I'm thinking about the people, especially the locals in the area, the 700 people that live in the town and how maybe they go there and they lost someone they love. And so maybe they pray daily or they pray weekly and they go to the shrine there and they pray for their loved one. And it's not like we ever stop praying for our dead. We continue to always remember them. But there are people that might go to the shrine there and they might say, well, you know what? I need to forgive this person or I need to tell them something that I've never told them. And as I was browsing your website, I couldn't help but come across this postcard idea to write a (laughs) postcard to a deceased loved one. Could you just share a little bit about that? But I'm imagining this is a very healing moment for some people when they're moved to write a postcard to their loved one who's deceased
1: yes and it's a it, it is a, a, a very uh, symbolic and yet so important gesture because in fact um uh, we we i mean f- uh, father paul de the, the rector of, of our shrine would be uh, uh, could tell you so many more testimonies and examples but he uh, um, we 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 know uh, because we have uh, been told by people themselves. Uh, where can I find that card, that postcard? I want to write a postcard. I heard like you did. I I saw that um, uh, you mentioned a postcard. I could write a postcard to somebody who is already dead, somebody of my family or, or or my best friend or friend. I never asked, and uh, we say yes, you 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 can, and it's never too late. It's never too late to to touch people you know love is much stronger than death and and when people need to ask for forgiveness or give forgiveness how can people think that it's too late because they haven't said it or they didn't say i love you because uh, they didn't they were too shy or, or or they didn't ask for forgiveness but it's never too late no no it's never 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 too late because we we believe in 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 life in eternal life and there's is a communion and we know that uh, people can uh, they, they, they 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 feel it when we pray for them they receive it they it benefits them but also they in turn pray for us and we can receive healing in that way when we can say okay uh, you hurt me and I didn't tell you I didn't um, I didn't tell you before but you did help me at, at such and such uh for, for such occasion and uh the pilgrims uh have test- witnessed to that that just writing a simple piece of paper and dropping it at the feet of our lady by the, the this this uh, gigantic statue of our lady of monijon you know the one with the, the the two figures of the same soul one in chains that is already or uh, still in purgatory and the other one who is being tended by by uh, christ jesus the, the crown of um, you know, the crown of, well, of flowers, that means that she's been relieved and it's been relieved from purgatory. Anyway, just below this statue is um, the, 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 there is this corner where people can write discreetly the card or they can prepare it in advance, it can be a letter, they can do, how long they can, it can be any, any length. And they do that gesture and they, they drop it, and as they drop it, sometimes it's as if they are dropping a huge wave of their shoulder, you know, and they leave it and entrust it to our lady in our lady's intercession, motherly intercession. And that's beautiful. Some people have, have said that it has done wonders. Yes,
0: definitely. And one of the things that I tell people, especially when they're mourning the death of a loved one, is that, well, now they're connected to you in more ways than you could ever imagine, you know, there was this father of a of a family that passes away from my parish, uh, and, and had four children, and and so he's still going to be at the soccer games or at the football games or whatever. And he's just going to be there in a different way from his place in eternity. But it's not like they've forgotten us. And so they look down from their place in heaven, and they are still involved in the life of their family. And as you mentioned, that they can pray for us now as well. One of the things, uh, when I... This was something that I did when I served as an auxiliary confessor in Lourdes, France. Uh, People would come and they would confess and maybe they would mention that they were struggling with the death of a loved one. And so I would simply encourage them, well, go to the grotto and ask Our Lady to... Embrace that person for you from their place in eternity, and so that's essentially what you're doing there at uh, Our Lady of Montelimar. That people are leaving their their prayers, they're leaving their postcard, and they're saying, "Blessed Mother, can you draw this person I love?" And can you tell them that I'm so sorry? Can you tell them that I forgive them? Can you tell them that I love them? And so there's something very beautiful. Uh, I really love that, uh, that we can promote this and to say, yes, you can still communicate with your loved one. And if you can't get to the shrine in France, well, you can do this in your own home. Write a little note to your loved one, put it under a statue of Mary that you have and leave it there for a day and then maybe discard of it or whatever. And so that's just a way that we can have this spiritual practice uh, to our lady, especially praying for the dead, praying for our loved ones. Now, a person Mm -hmm. from the United States might not be able to visit, especially right now with travel restrictions. Or I do know that I've had some friends that went to France recently, so it's open. But maybe there's some reservation about traveling abroad right now. How can a person who might never get to your shrine... How can they participate in the spiritual graces that the shrine offers? can they how can they make like a spiritual a sp- pilgrimage? Is there a fraternity or a confraternity that people can join? How can people participate from abroad in the prayer life of the shrine?
1: Well, that's a wonderful question. Thank you. because um, this um, th- th- this shrine has got a, a specificity of having um a worldwide, fraternity uh the fraternity of our uh, spiritual fraternity that of our lady of monijon and that is um that's wonderful because it brings together people who are indeed praying for their for their for, for the for their dead um and it's a matter of com- making a commitment some of them make the pledge of, uh, you know, uh, offering uh, sacrifice and prayers, especially for the benefit of, of, of the Holy Souls. And let's not forget, they await that, expect that from, from all of us. And that's our duty, really, no matter whether they're friends, relatives, or, or, or unknown people to us. You know, all together, we're still brothers and sisters, and we need to support one another. And uh, the fact is that the, the fraternity of Our Lady of Monijon has ever been, ever since the beginning, um, ve- very quickly, the um, the mass what, what became daily masses for the uh, the most abandoned, forsaken souls because that was the uh, the instigation of Father Buguet. That was he he celebrated mass first for the deceased, but the most forsaken, um, not by the church, we know that, but by by their own family and friends or people who who had nobody who would pray for them. And in fact, this has been carrying on. It's it has become what we call the perpetual mass. It's not. One single mass. Because some people, pilgrims, have asked and said, "How do you celebrate perpetual mass? How, how do you manage?" You know, and, and we say, "Well, it's every day, and it has it has been nonstop every day, and it's throughout the year, all year round." People will benefit from um, the, the the sacrifice of of the Holy Eucharist celebrated for them at the shrine every day, for the most of our second souls always, and for every member enrolled in the fraternity, whether they are alive or uh, whether they're still living or whether they are uh, already uh, deceased. And uh, for example, um, many people in- enroll their, f- their relatives or children or themselves. you know uh, If you know that uh, in your family nobody believes in God, you know you might as well enroll yourself so that uh, when you die, you know that uh, prayers will be said for you too. And in fact, this has been going on and carries on. So it's every day at the shrine here in France, but also in five other places every day for the uh, for the same intentions. So one is in um, in England, you know, a monastery, it's in Michael's Abbey uh, in Farnborough. One is in, in the Netherlands. Uh, I can't pronounce the name of the monastery. They have to, forget to, me, to forgive me. Then there's a, a one in... Um, in uh, in in africa by um, a priest who is the, the general secretary of the of uh, our lady of monijon in uh, in africa then there is uh, um, anyway we we have everywhere in throughout the world we also have the the you know n- numbers and numbers of of uh, prayer groups of our lady of monijon who are people? Like in France, we have over nearly six uh, over 600 or 800 nowadays, um, 800 um, prayer groups. Then in Africa, I know there are over uh, 1,000. Anyway, we have all these prayer groups who are dedicated to uh, praying for the sake of the the enrolled members of the fraternity and the deceased, holy uh, um, the holy souls in in purgatory. So all these graces of you know that come from from the the prayers so many prayers you know the benefit the uh, the living and the dead and it's a, it's a wonderful uh, communion like a big family within the big family of the uh, communion of saints you know i don't know if I answered quite well that your question but anyway
0: yes you did uh and so essentially what you're suggesting is that people could become a member of the spiritual fraternity, either enrolling their own deceased loved ones. So my mother has passed, my grandmother has passed, so I could enroll them and they can participate in the spiritual graces that are offered by this fraternity. I can enroll myself. I can participate too in the life of the yes. prayer of the shrine. You have a beautiful prayer to Our Lady of Mon that we could pray. And so... There was something that I read too, something about Mondays for, for the souls or something like that. And, and I think the idea was, was that the original founder, the priest who was inspired with all of this because of the death of his loved one, dedicated every Monday to praying for the de- deceased, for praying for loved ones. So we can begin to take up that spiritual practice on Mondays ourselves to pray for the souls of our departed loved ones, maybe you visit, a cemetery every Monday or something like that. And that could be another way that we participate in the grace and in the life, the story of this beautiful Marian shrine.
1: Yes. And also wh- what we are, uh, uh, what we are uh, in a way we are looking for is to, um, to have a prayer, prayer groups uh, started in, in uh, English speaking countries, because it's a, uh, it, it's rather um, straightforward in a way. We we have several, and, and it's not very complicated. It's uh, as far as we three people can start a, a mont prayer group. Uh, we have uh, we have kind of it's not statutes, but we have uh, guidelines. We have uh, guidelines for the person who will be the facil- facilitator. Obviously, we always ask that it's. Uh, Always in uh, accessible to all. It's not in private homes, so that uh, anybody can come and participate. And we ask that it's always with the um, agreement of the the, the parish uh, priests. Although he doesn't have to take part because uh, obviously uh, parish priests have got enough on their plate, and often they don't have time. But it's it's a, a, a morning prayer group is a simple thing to start. And it can be once a month. They can meet once a month, once a year, once uh, once a week. Some of them. They. We also ask that uh, they 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 pray for to the intention of that are committed and entrusted to the shrine, and 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 it's uh, very simple. There's uh, a chaplet because every day at the shrine, apart from the mass, we have uh, of course Lord's Vespers. There's the uh, daily chaplet that is uh, prayed. Uh, the rosary for the um, for the again the members of the fraternity of Our Lady of Monijon. and obviously every time it's also for the um, uh, the four second souls and the holy souls. And then we have um, we have plenty of things that goes on every that go on every day. Throughout the, the the year, nonstop. So every day you will find at different times. Obviously, that at weekends is not the same time as weekdays. But we have people throughout the week, throughout the day, the, the, the year. People are coming to pray for the souls and for the uh, members of the fraternity, the spiritual fraternity. So hopefully, one day we'll have uh, we'll have in in the US say uh, we have uh, some pra- prayer groups in, in, in Monijon, uh, Monijon prayer groups, you know, that would be wonderful.
0: That would be great. And, you know, I'm just kind of thinking outside of the box now, but I wonder if these prayer groups could even be virtual now that everybody is using Zoom and on, you know, kind of virtual realities. that maybe I could start a prayer group and I would have, you know, a handful of people and we would pray once a month on a Monday or whatever day of the week and and we could gather virtually. Um, You know, this is just something I'm thinking outside of the box right now, but, but I'm very touched by the story of the shrine and would definitely love to do something to to participate in all the spiritual works and to promote really the devotion of praying for the dead
1: well father father edward may i extend an invitation to you please to come one day i mean when when all the pandemic is over and then we can resume traveling we'd love to have english-speaking pilgrims come back here but at the moment apart from our rector who uh, who is uh, able to um, to give tuition and um, and and leader um and facilitate retreats in english we will need people to come from english speaking countries with their facilitator and their p- priests so it'd be wonderful if one day we can uh, you know receive you and uh, and a group of yours you know who knows you know in the near future sometimes since you've been clouds maybe you'll be the first one to come to stay with us at, uh, at the shrine who knows? <laughs>
0: we'll entrust it to the the will of God for sure. So yeah so beautiful. Maybe just one last question. I noticed the prayer to Our Lady, and I have it here in English. And you have this beautiful statue, and you already described it, of Our Lady, and there's a soul in chains, and then another individual, you know, being set free. And so this is the principal image of Our Lady, of Montlégion. And then we have this prayer, Our Lady of Deliverance. And and so this is a way that we can ask the intercession of Our Lady. And so is that the common way that Our Lady is invoked? there as our lady of deliverance in english i guess
1: well in 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 here in france she's well she's called our lady uh, notre dame liberatrice our lady of liberatrix uh, sure. that's the latin and then of course it's uh, of deliverance in english because uh, more and more people don't don't you know uh, don't uh, don't use uh, latin Well, there's less and less people who don't (laughs) use Latin. So in fact, our Lady of Deliverance, yes, definitely the the Deliverance of souls. And uh, what is interesting that is in our region, uh, there there has been in the past um, uh, far away, but still, it still exists There's a a pilgrimage to our Lady of Deliverance, which is all French, ancient French for Deliverance. And in fact, um you see uh, Our Lady has uh, always been presented. Uh, common people uh, have always felt they could address Our Lady to intercede for them, for their for their disease, for their dead, for even for, I used to be a, at one point in my life, I used to be a, a chaplain, um, a hospital chaplain, late chaplain, obviously, in, um, in a hospital in Brittany and in a t- tiny town where in the uh, it had a basilica. There was, um, the devotion was to Our Lady of Deliverance already there, but it was a deliverance for, to gain um, uh, a happy deliverance when you gave birth. Oh, so sure. women would, would come there, you know, again, and it had a relic, relics from uh, uh, what was supposed to be um, uh, a small piece of, uh, of uh, Our Lady's belt, which was brought back, back, you know, in the, the, uh, we don't know. No, that it was supposedly brought back from the crusade you know and and people used to have this devotion there our lady of deliverance so our lady is always so close to our, our life and she's so close to us she's she's more than a uh, she's a good mother she's a, a watchful and, and beautiful beautifully uh, uh, discreet too she can be uh, the lady who who brings that brings us hope. She gives us hope. She she can uh, uh, just carry. Uh, she can take us. Almost take us. in her You know. Arms. You know. And and then under this uh, beautiful statue of uh, Our Lady of Montizon, the, the one soul is is under her coat, and she's extending her hand towards that soul. Like you know to to say as if to say, Hey, you know, uh, don't worry. You know. You, uh, I'm with you, you know. Uh, stay, stay, you know. Carry on, you know. You're, you, you're getting there, and it's the same in our life, you know. At times, Our Lady is so, so close to us, so, so wonderful to us, and she's got such delicacy, and and she's that, uh, she's, uh, she's discreet, and yet she's always present, you know, uh, and 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 that's amazing because. People feel that when they come here. And and obviously, as they, as they would go to any Marian shrine, you know, first and foremost, Our Lady is there for them and will always will be for us, each of us, no matter what.
0: Well, very beautiful. I'd like to maybe conclude today simply by praying this prayer from your website in English as a way sure. to uh, encourage devotion to praying to Our Lady of Deliverance through this shrine in France and praying for our loved yes. ones. So let us... Oh yes, if you
1: mind, Father Edward, uh, before we close, just to say uh, uh, to your um, uh, that um, anybody that wish to know more, of course, we have our website, which is easy. If they forget Montlignon, it's uh, they will find. They just, you know, our video of Montlignon is easy to find, but. they will find also uh, free downloadings like the prayer and uh, a little guide, uh, you know, like uh, uh, one that uh, the chaplains brought here. But when we had um, this uh, terrible, uh, fierce lockdown, and people were were phoning saying, I have a loved one dying, and I can't, I'm not allowed to approach them. And what do I do? And And all this. There's plenty of. Of uh, useful little leaflets that can be freely downloaded on our site and and uh, and and of course this prayer can be you know prayed anytime anywhere and it's a beautiful beautiful uh, um prayer which was uh, we received the imprimatur from the um, uh, from our um, previous bishop Monseigneur Boulanger, in two th- in 2007 and uh, and that's all I wanted to say just to add.
0: Yes, and I'll be sure to link, so the link will be easily found in the show notes to today's episode. So let us pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. 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 Our Lady of Deliverance, have compassion on all our departed, especially those who are most in need of the Lord's mercy. Intercede for all those who have gone before us, and may the purifying love of God lead them to full deliverance. May our prayer, united with the prayer of the whole Church, obtain for them joy beyond all their desires and bring consolation and relief to our loved ones in their suffering and distress. Mother of the Church, help us pilgrims on earth to be better in living each day of our journey towards the resurrection. Heal the wounds of our heart and soul. Help us to become witnesses of the unseen God, seeking already what the eye cannot see. Grant us the grace to become apostles of hope, like those who keep vigil awaiting the dawn. Refuge of sinners and queen of all saints, gather us together one day in our Father's house for the eternal Easter, through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our Lady of Mont Lijon, pray for the souls in purgatory. Amen. Well, thanks Amen. so much, Martine, for joining me today for talking and sharing about this shrine. And I'm so appreciative of your time today and hope many others will be uh, enriched by this and foster a devotion to praying for their loved ones, especially by our, our ladies intercession. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's show and for all the many ways that you support the podcast. If you want to help out the podcast, be sure to check out Sock Religious. I love their socks, I love their shirts. And so go over to Sock Religious, use the link in the show notes, and buy some holy socks or some holy shirts that you can wear to evangelize your family and your friends. If you also want to support the podcast, I invite you to please share the podcast with your friends or on your social media platforms. Rate or review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And if you don't mind, please follow me on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. My handle is at FREdwardLooney. You'll see all of the posts, all of the content that I put out each week by following me there. Thanks so much again for listening today. Know that I am entrusting you to the heart of Mary, asking her to pray for you this day and every day. And if you don't mind, say a prayer for me too. Let us remain united in prayer to Jesus through Mary. God bless.